We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the Guilty as Charged podcast. My name is Seaman, and I am the host, as always. And joining me is my guy, Tyler. Tyler, what's up, man? How you doing tonight? Great, man. Exciting week. Uh, we weren't sure what the show was going to be. You know, talking about Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, cut, trade, keep. And then, whoa, here we go. We got Vrabel, we got Johnson, we got Shaw, and all the stuff we already expected, like Harbaugh and Dobbs. So should be a fun show. Yeah, man. It's uh, it, The things are picking up for sure. Um, lots of stuff going on. The, the Chargers head coaching search. This is really where it's going to get interesting. Uh, there's a lot of smoke everywhere on, on both sides, and and uh, we'll talk about some of that. So we'll we'll, we'll touch on some questions as we um, you know go throughout. So feel free to to drop them if you guys uh, have anything pressing outside of the coaching search or uh, uh, due to the coaching search. Obviously, super, super chats always appreciated. So. Um, this is certainly where things are going to get interesting. There's a lot of things out there, and I'm excited to dive into some of it. Let's start with the things related to Jim Harbaugh. He's obviously the big fish, and he is the fish that the Chargers have been most interested in. I don't think that's uh, really any surprise based off of how they've handled the GM search, based off of the things that we have uh, you know, heard from, from various sources. So... Um, you know, there there's some rumors out there uh, that we'll we'll touch on a little bit. Um, if we have any inside information, most of that has been shared in the Discord. Um, so obviously, selfish plug, go join that. But um, let's touch on the the rumored salary that is going around Twitter right now. Um, ben Albright and some others have kind of speculated that. Um, Jim Harbaugh's contract with the Chargers might reach uh, upwards of $18 million per year. Um, you know, that's not really a huge surprise to me based off of what Sean Payton got last year. 
Sean Payton, of course, had his contract negotiated by Don Yee, who is representing Jim Harbaugh. But Tyler, your your thoughts as the Chargers kind of make their way out of uh, potentially make their way out of paying, you know, four or five million dollars for a coach to paying upwards of 18 million dollars for a coach. Uh, good. It's not my money. <laughs> so, you know what? If you want to spend the 18 million, go for it. Not mine. I certainly think that's a good investment. You know, you're trying to be relevant. You're trying to win. You're trying to do everything you're supposed to. The Chargers, we've talked about this. They've guaranteed more money. They've been spending more since the move to L.A. Of course, they made the new um, practice facility. But it's not like the Chargers haven't really been spending. It's really just the one particular thing, which is in the head coach. And now it does seem like they're open to it. And frankly, if it's not Harbaugh, they're going to have to spend a lot of money on Vrabel. And they might have to have a potential bidding war if someone wants to go this route for Ben Johnson. Um, definitely less so than the other two. But I feel like the Chargers are going to have to spend. These are three really, really good candidates. Um, Harbaugh will be very expensive. Why do we hear 87 million stories, even though most of them aren't true or made up or whatever, um, about Jim Harbaugh and, and this team and that team and these friends and that thing and that thing? It's because everyone's trying to drive up his price. His camp, everyone he's hired, everyone he says something to, and those people that say something to someone else, they're trying to drive up the price. So it makes, I get it. Like it's it's going to happen. It's going to be expensive. And if the Chargers want to seal the deal, they got to pay it. And frankly, they have to at this point. I am not in a place like a lot of fans who are prepared to renounce their fandom if, if Jim Harbaugh is not hired by the Chargers. But there is an aspect to, you really want to make sure you get a lot of as many fans as you can back, new fans, and then sustain and build for the future. And at least until week one of the season, if the Chargers lose, everything changes maybe. But at least until week one, they would look like winners. They would look like true contenders and, and trying to trying to be contenders. So yeah. I, I think they're going to have to pay it. And uh, no surprise. Whatever it is, if they're in this for sure at this point, and this is their number one guy, doesn't matter. It ends up being 20. It's not going to end up mattering because they're the ones who have to pay it. This is what they've decided to go for, and they'll pay it. Yeah, I think a lot of what the Chargers are, you know, as an organization right now, maybe outside of like the cap perspective, but a lot of it is really set up for a guy like Jim Harbaugh, you know, and what he's able to bring in and the things that he is prioritizing um, are the Chargers seem ready to hire this kind of coach. And, you know, people can, you know, mention like they've never really paid up for coaches, but they've never really been like on the hook with a guy like Jim Harbaugh either. Um, you know, I, I wasn't around when they hired Mike McCoy, but it never really felt like they had a legitimate chance to hire Andy Reid, in my opinion. I, I could be wrong, but, um, you know, this time around, like they're the one that Jim Harbaugh wants. Like that's the biggest difference here. And I think financially they're ready to pay up. I think their interest in the top three candidates of this cycle being Jim Harbaugh, Mike Vrabel, who we can touch on here in a little bit, as well as um, Ben Johnson, who they're going to interview tomorrow, which is certainly another piece of news we can we can dive into as well. That indicates to me that they're ready to pay up for a legitimate high end coach. Um, you one of the things that Adam Schefter talked about on the Dan Patrick show was one of the conditions that Jim Harbaugh has is. is kind of free reign over like the strength and conditioning program too. Well, there's no better way to revamp your strength and conditioning program than getting a brand new $450 million facility. And Jim Harbaugh would be able to construct it as, as 
you know, down to the little details as much as he would want. And, you know, you mentioned the quarterback as well. Like everything is kind of set up for a coach like Jim Harbaugh, maybe outside of the cap sheet. So I'm not surprised that Jim Harbaugh is going to be potentially making that much. It's kind of the the going rate for somebody of his caliber. And, you know, something that Albert Breer has mentioned is that the Chargers have not, it's not like the driving factor, but they want to squash that they're cheap. Like they want to go out and spend on a coach and, and hiring Jim Harbaugh would do that in a variety of ways. I saw people today on social media debating if Jim Harbaugh was worth $18 million. And I'm like, yes, like he's worth $18 million. You're getting a, a, an elite program builder to come in and, and fix the culture and maximize the roster and ideally, you know, win a Super Bowl. So this is the kind of price that you pay for a coach of that caliber. Yeah, you're buying success. You're, or at least you're hoping you're buying success, but you're at least putting your money in the best bet possible to have that success. You know, I, I'm going to have something coming out this weekend just talking about how good were the 49ers? Were they like we just we have this image of the 49ers and them winning, but like how good were they based on how? We view yeah. football now, EPA, whatever, the draft, how those picks have turned out, that sort of thing. How good were they? And the Chargers are hoping to get something like that, where they win, what was it, 13 games in the first season of Jim Harbaugh's yeah. tenure with the 49ers. Like That's what they're trying to buy. They're trying to buy success. They're trying to buy relevancy. Yeah. They're kind of trying to buy fans in it to a certain extent, um, at least putting a better product on the field. They're trying to be more attractive to fans. So, yeah, man, pay up. Yeah, and I think... You know, it, it's it's several things, but one thing that I think always gets underrated about Jim Harbaugh's tenure with the 49ers is that first season was the lockout season. You know, he didn't get a full offseason, a training camp to really build things around Alex Smith. And obviously they did a, a great job, but like, you know, it's very similar to like the COVID year where they were having, you know, all these kind of limitations placed on them. And then, boom, you're back in training camp, game planning for week one in the span of like two or three weeks. And then they still went, you know, 11 and five, went to the NFC Championship game. So, you know, we've talked a little bit about like how fast you can turn things around for the Chargers. If you get a guy like Jim Harbaugh or Mike Vrabel and you get the quarterback right, which they have in Justin Herbert, things can turn around in a hurry. They obviously have a lot of work to do from the roster standpoint. But that's what you're buying for Jim Harbaugh. You're buying the chance to be relevant immediately. You're buying the chance to be contenders in the very short term, maybe not next year, but you're buying the chance to really like legitimately push for a Super Bowl. And I think that's that's what they're after right now. So it, it's going to be really interesting. I mentioned the Ben Albright thing. He was the first name that popped to my head. There were some Michigan insiders as well who also mentioned the 15 to $18 million thing as well. It's not just Ben Albright. I know that there's like some questionable things there, especially regarding his, you know, stories about Justin Herbert. Um, but he's not the only one. It, it is something that is being floated around. And frankly, it, it makes sense. It checks that box because that's what Sean Payton is getting. That's what Bill Belichick was getting. That's the going rate for a head coach of Jim Harbaugh's caliber. So just to clarify, Ben Albright is not the only person suggesting or reporting that. No, not at all. So, all right, uh, people pointing this out in the chat, uh, the Chargers, maybe we should have started this one, uh, have interviewed David Shaw, the head, former head coach of Stanford University, obviously Jim Harbaugh's former offensive coordinator. And, you know, as an aside, they satisfied the Rooney rule. So we can dive into what the interview actually means and things like that. 
But this officially means that the Chargers can hire a head coach at any point. They can make the announcement. They can get things going here. Um, so there was a lot of Rooney rule takes today. At least for me, at least they interviewed an actual head coaching candidate, somebody who is a respected head coach and didn't just pull Chris Richard out of nowhere and pulled him in for an interview. So I know that there was a lot of takes on social media. I think objectively the Rooney rule is is taken advantage of. It's kind of ridiculous that the league still um, minimizes it in, in the way that they do. But David Shaw interviewed for the head coaching position of the Broncos last year. He is a respected like guy in NFL circles. So at least it was a legitimate candidate. That being said, Tyler, what do you make of the actual interview and pulling David Shaw kind of out of thin air? Because we, we there was no indication yeah. that this was happening. So what are your thoughts there? Yeah, it's interesting that everybody's got a story about Jim Harbaugh and the most exciting thing about the Chargers right now. But nothing else around that has really been <laughs> all that reported on. No one, well, for example, like Harbaugh to the Falcons, which we can get into later. Yeah, That wasn't exactly reported. And Shaw now. But this was the first, more so than Dodds, this was the first notification for an interview where I really thought, yeah, this might really happen. You know, <laughs> not, not a Shaw to the Chargers, obviously, as the head coach, but really Jim Harbaugh. That's just a very specific person to have brought in to interview yeah. who has been with Harbaugh, of course, both at the University of San Diego. They missed each other in Oakland by like a year. But then also, of course, at Stanford. So I don't know that he's going to be like the offensive coordinator, for example. I don't know that that will be the case. I still think it's Tanner Engstrand, but we'll see. But yeah, that was really the first one where I really thought, oh, okay, like that's that's such a specific person name in, in an interview to have that after Dodds, no less, and trying to piece these pieces together. Um, I thought it was interesting. It's not that they just satisfied you know, satisfied the Rooney rule, yeah. but it's a very specific candidate, obviously. Yeah, the Rooney rule thing to me is kind of like the last thing that I want to I wanted to talk about there, but people are talking about it. So to me, it's like I think he's a worthy head coaching candidate to take a chance on an interview. Like the whole idea of casting a wide net is you check off every box. You know, a guy like David Shaw, who has been in the NFL. Obviously, he has more head coaching ties in, in college football rankings. But, you know, he's been doing the NFL draft stuff for several years now, too. So, like, he's been, you know, taking some chances on, like, player evaluation. Like, he's an, a very interesting candidate. You know, uh, obviously, the ties to Jim Harbaugh are the ties to Jim Harbaugh. But I think people are kind of underrating really what David Shaw was as a head coach at Stanford. I mean, Jim Harbaugh certainly brought them back to it. But... You look at what David Shaw did over his tenure as head coach there. Uh, they went 11-2, and two, lost in the Fiesta Bowl. They went 12-2, and two, won the Rose Bowl. 11-3, and three, lost in the Rose Bowl. And they went 8-5, and five, nothing crazy there. But then they went 12-2, and two, won a Rose Bowl. 10-3, and three, won the Sun Bowl. Like, this guy was consistently, like, winning at a really, really high clip. Um, things kind of fell off the rails, you know, after COVID in particular. But... This is a guy who took Stanford past even what Jim Harbaugh was able to do at Stanford. And you look at his, you know, the rankings that obviously you can talk about like the, the style of offense and things like that as maybe a criticism. But we're talking about Stanford here where athletes still have to get into Stanford. And he is a guy who was consistently maximizing, you know, what he was able to do. You look at what he was able to do with Christian McCaffrey and everything that that was happening there. 
Um, it's just, he's an outstanding head coach. Again, things kind of went stale at the end for, for Stanford, but you know, he's, he's a guy that I think is a very consistent, like leader of men, the offense, he knows his stuff. He played wide receiver in the NFL, like the coaching resume stands out, but um, I think people are really underselling what he did at Stanford when they, when they saw that pop up as somebody like, Oh, they're just interviewing him as a Rooney candidate. No, I think there's actually like a legitimate potential interest there as a head coaching candidate. And like Tyler said, if not, maybe he's a, a Jim Harbaugh offensive coordinator or something else. Yeah, I think two thirds of that. I, I don't. I really don't think there was an actual legitimate interest as a head coaching candidate. I, I, I honestly do believe it was more for the Harbaugh relationship. Not that he doesn't deserve the interview based on the merits of what he did at Stanford. He's 101 and 57 or whatever it is in in bowl games and regular games combined. Yeah, a lot of success there. A lot of really good players. Bowl wins. I think they were five and three in, in bowl games or six and three in bowl games under him. So worthy of an interview, but I think specifically for this one. No, I don't think it's just, it's just a Rooney rule thing. It's not that. It's not just that simple. I, but I also do think it's more for the connection with Harbaugh. And the Chargers really trying to set up the best, really comfiest spot for Harbaugh because all that that fallout from the 49ers can't happen again. You can't pay Harbaugh this much money and things are done in four years. That yeah. cannot happen again. So you got to make sure that it's someone they want to communicate with and work with. Heck, even, even Vrabel, who's, who's available right now, their fallout uh, with the Titans was they traded A.J. Brown. And he's like, what the hell are you doing? Why are we trading AJ Brown? You know, you listen to like rare interviews with Brable. He's like, they traded AJ Brown. Uh, and you know, he couldn't get to pick the GM, that sort of thing. Yeah. So like the Chargers are trying to make the most stable and best environment for Jim Harbaugh here. Yes. I think Shaw is worthy of an interview for all, all teams, but I think specifically for the Chargers, it was for Harbaugh as a non-head coach sort of thing. In my opinion, even though it does say head coach interview, yeah, that's totally fair. I think it's part of showing Harbaugh that you're serious, you know, part of, uh, of like Tyler is talking about, building that environment that would allow Jim Harbaugh to, to stick around. Because that is a good point. You know, things kind of melted down in San Francisco in a way that the 49ers, I'm sure, didn't were not happy about. Granted, I think, you know, Jim Harbaugh is not like the easiest guy to work with, but Trent Baalke has been proven to be a guy that is not easy to work with either. There's currently a power struggle going on in Jacksonville. So history is kind of repeating itself there. Um, but I, I'm I'm in favor of this, you know, kind of show of good faith in interviewing David Shaw and, and saying like, hey, like we're willing to do the dance here and we're willing to build the best coaching staff, build the best front office all around you, Jim Harbaugh. And I think also there is kind of an aspect of like if Jim Harbaugh becomes the head coach of the Chargers, retires in five years then you also have kind of like another succession plan with david shaw right there so it, it, it's an interesting thing thomas martinez pointed out you know rich eisen who works with uh david shaw at nfl network had him as a top 10 coaching candidate i think that's a, a little rich but um it is what it is in terms of his potential role as offensive coordinator tyler where would you land with him if that is the choice that Har jim harbaugh makes to to make David Shaw, the offensive coordinator. I'll, I'll do the boring cop-out answer is that I, I genuinely would have to learn more about how things operated at Stanford, what that offense looked like. And I do, at this current point in time, do feel like there are other options out there for offensive coordinator who would be better. Do I think that those options for offensive coordinator that are out there would be a better assistant head coach right now? 
Not necessarily. I think Shaw really should be given that nod, given his experience. But as an offensive coordinator, don't know if I love it. I think as an associate head coach, passing game coordinator type, I would love it. I think that would be a fantastic structure to have. My concern for Jim Harbaugh from the jump, and it's really the only concern that I've had, is the ability to bring a modern pass NFL passing offense to the Chargers, to Justin Herbert. I think from a development standpoint, from a culture standpoint, everything will improve under Jim Harbaugh. But I think you watch the Michigan offense and you can legitimately question how well that passing offense would work. And David Shaw ran basically the same offense at Michigan or at Stanford that Jim Harbaugh has been running at Michigan. So it's a lot of, you know, power football. It's a lot of run the football. It's a lot of deep play action shots. So those the concepts work, but the overall like you know uh, schematic standpoint of this passing offense I think would be a little lacking. That's why I think Tyler and I both kind of prefer Tanner Angstrand, who's been in the NFL, been around Ben Johnson, mm-hmm. has that ability to scheme up a, a legitimate modern offense. Um, but that being said, I would much rather watch a David Shaw offense than a Greg Roman offense or a Pat Hamilton <laughs> offense. Like David Shaw is a candidate, but I don't think like I don't think that's as good as Jim Harbaugh can get at offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. But one hundred percent sign me up as like an associate head coach, passing game coordinator type of role where he's really able to kind of learn and adapt to the NFL world while also mm-hmm. establishing his, you know, ability as a leader, as yeah. you know, a run game coordinator as well. I think he would do well in. Mm-hmm. Um he coached wide receivers for a long time, even in the NFL. So I think there's definitely a role here for David Shaw. I would just be a little skeptical about uh, David Shaw calling plays on offense. And to answer the question in the chat, um, whoever is the offensive coordinator for Jim Harbaugh, that guy is going to call plays. Jim Harbaugh hasn't called plays in a very, very long time. So Mm -hmm. offensive coordinator is a very important hire. It's not like, you know, this is a Sean McVay or type of Kyle Shanahan type of head coach hire because Jim Harbaugh is not going to call plays. The offensive coordinator would call plays. Yeah. So angst until I find a better option, I think Engstrand is number one. And frankly, I'd be fine with that. You, you beef up the trenches. You got the Harbaugh gritty style trench style plus yeah. the Lions passing game. And frankly, their whole offense. Um, Shaw is definitely a candidate there. Technically Greg Roman, because he got an interview in the NFL this year, he should be considered a candidate. Um, I was looking through some other offensive options too, and we were tweeting or messaging back and forth in our group chat. Uh, John Morton, the Broncos' current pass game coordinator, worked with Harbaugh in Oakland at San Diego with the 49ers. That's possible. And also, brace yourselves, everybody. Mick Lombardi, potentially, for for offensive coordinator or or offensive assistant or something, um, was just the offensive coordinator for the Raiders. They worked together already, so... Yeah, uh, Mick Lombardi. Another Lombardi is technically an option that is out there. <laughs> it's the other Lombardi, though. I think, are they cousins or something? I'm not even sure. But... Sure. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. How common is the last name Lombardi? <laughs> um, but yeah, man, like even with my concerns of like calling the passing offense, like if you get Jim Harbaugh, David Shaw, um, Tim Drevno, the offensive line coach from UCLA to come back, you could get Pep Hamilton back as quarterback's coach, like that offensive coaching staff, is going to be really, really fun to watch from a development standpoint, run game standpoint, culture, everything like that would be 
objectively fun to uh, to watch there. So, Tyler, any other final thoughts on uh, the Jim Harbaugh, David Shaw stuff that came out today? Yeah, how long until somebody posts a piece about Andrew Luck coming out of retirement uh, to be the back <laughs> quarterback? How long until some some idiot posts that? Hey, uh, probably is happening already. It wouldn't surprise me, but he seems very, very happy being the high school quarterbacks coach or whatever he's doing right now. Is this a fucking typo? Oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> All right. That's um, wow. That's incredible. I'm, I'm, I'm like speechless right now. For the audio listeners from some guy, uh, unless this is a different denomination that I'm familiar with, uh, and I'm getting, you know, I don't know, from some guy, a $500 super chat. <clears throat> Happy New Year, guys. I'm looking forward to the new Chargers. If you're not already a GAC member, I strongly encourage you to fix that ASAP. It's going to be a fun and exciting offseason. First of all, thank you. The second thing I'm seeing here is that we should just charge more because clearly you can afford it. <laughs> the price just went up. Our leverage. Uh, $6. No, it, <laughs> in all seriousness, uh, that's incredible, man. Uh, like I, I'm genuinely speechless. Like, Thank you, sincerely. Um, some guy's been in the Discord since we started it, and you know I, I always appreciate his thoughts in there, so... Uh, that's incredible, man. Uh, hope you get some fantastic karma headed your way. Cause that's, uh, that's amazing. Sincerely. Now they're hiring Jim Harbaugh. Like <laughs> you just solidified it. It's some guy did that for you. Did guys. his part. Did his part. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I kind of forgot about this, but, uh, the Chargers did interview Ed Dodds as well. Um, I believe, you know, they interviewed Jeff Ireland too, which we talked about. We had our fun there. Um, <laughs> I think the only other GM interview that's left would be Jeff King. I don't know if that's happening or not yet, um, but Ed Dodds officially interviewed. Um, there's been a lot of speculation about him being the quote-unquote Harbaugh guy as GM. Um, he has been in running with the Raiders job. Apparently, he grew up as a Raiders fan. He worked for the Raiders, so that could still theoretically happen. Um, Tyler, any thoughts on Ed Dodd's interview and kind of where we're headed there? It just kind of feels like, especially with more buzz around him specifically, not only is he the, I think the betting favorite, I, I think that's fantastic. Your number two GM option, my number three, you know, Cunningham is also out there and available and has a sort of connection. So happy there. I, 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 I don't know how this process will end for the Chargers, but I really do think they're doing a freaking great job with the interviews that they've done. Not that everyone's a, an A-plus candidate, but from the GMs to the head coaches and to kind of how they're all connected to, I just think they've done a phenomenal job. And so they've interviewed Harbaugh. You know, the talks may continue. He might go back to Michigan with a counteroffer or whatever. But during that time, it's like, hey, we got your the former guy that you worked with in Shaw. You know, in Dodds, you're maybe your preferred GM candidate. I just love the way the Chargers are attacking this to where I think when things are finally presented about what this is going to be, I think Chargers fans are going to be very happy. Yeah, man. I, from the GM standpoint, they've interviewed basically everybody I would have wanted. Um, Alec Halby, I was a little surprised didn't get more buzz in this cycle. I think he only interviewed with the commanders. Um, we talked about Catherine Reich, but I think she didn't get any interview requests either. Um, Glenn Cook from the Browns only got one. 
So it's um it, it's been a fun cycle to watch. I think they've they've kind of you know it's a smaller net, but it's still a wide net from a a background standpoint. Um, you know, I, I made a comment about Ed Dodds coming from the same kind of world as as Tom Telesco. I don't want that to get twisted out again because. Ed Dodds is a scout first and foremost, and that's what Tom Telesco was. That's the only reason why I brought that up. But, you know, you mentioned the stories and everything that has come out from Ed Dodds and everything like that. But the track record as well is is unparalleled in terms of draft success. The the Colts have had some of the best drafts over the last five years of anybody in the league. Um, You look at what he was able to do from building the analytics department as well. I think Ed Dodds is objectively a good candidate. I think for me, it's kind of a pick your flavor type between he and Ian Cunningham. Ed Dodds is more on their personnel side and Ian Cunningham is more on like the roster building side, if that makes sense. That's kind of how I, I've kind of looked at it. But both of the candidates are are really, really good. To your point, though, when they interviewed Ed Dodds, there was a lot of like eye emojis and fire emojis from like reporters around the league and things like that. Whereas with Ian Cunningham, it was like, hey, they interviewed Ian Cunningham. So it does kind of seem that Ed Dodds is the favorite. Obviously, it sounds like Jim Harbaugh is the favorite. And if that's the pairing, man, I think Chargers fans should be absolutely stoked because those two guys are just going to drastically change the culture that the Chargers have been running around the last few years. I, I don't, I definitely don't mean to disparage or trash the previous regimes. Um, but like the McCoy Telesco pairing, I I don't know what to do with my hands. When, if you tell me that it's Harbaugh Dodds versus when I got season tickets and I was super stoked in 2013 when it was Telesco McCoy, like there's just a difference. Sometimes you just feel really really good about something. Sometimes that's Rashawn Slater where we're all cheering. Sometimes it's Zion Johnson and then everyone makes fun of you after a year and a half. <laughs> and sometimes it's Jim Harbaugh and Ed Dodds, man. Yeah, you know, it's all part of the gig. You know, you live and you learn. Um, so yeah, that's Harbaugh Mania, man. It um it really does feel like it's coming together at this point. The talks have been ongoing. Um, they reportedly met for two days, according to the Yahoo Sports Dan Wetzel. So it's uh it it really feels like it's it's trending that way. That being said, it felt like it was trending towards Brian Dayball all the way up until Adam Schefter sent out a tweet that it was going to be Brian Dayball, and then it wasn't. So um, there's still some you know boxes that have to be checked off. There's some T's and I's that have to be crossed and dotted. The deal has to get sealed. But that being said, I've been very skeptical from the jump. I think it really is starting to trend towards Jim Harbaugh and then Dodds being the head coach and GM of the Chargers. I think so. Uh, sorry, someone said in the chat it's happening. I had a mini panic attack or heart attack in my in my. That it was happening room. right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, great, live on the show, six thirty on a Thursday, perfect. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It it really does feel like it's trending that way. It's felt like Harbaugh trending that way anyway. Whatever rumor you believe in, like I I do feel like it does make sense. It is time. It's perfect timing. Harbaugh is at a perfect time to leave. The Chargers are, of course, at a perfect spot. Like, as long as they can afford it, I don't see why this doesn't happen. Unless he truly just wants to go back to Michigan. That's it. I really, I really just think it's I'm returning to Michigan or I'm going to the Chargers. And I I do think it's very much so leaning Chargers right now. Yeah. I think the once I saw that the he was trying to chase for immunity from the NCAA, I was like, oh, okay. Like he's gone. Like this is, 
that was kind of looked at as like a Hail Mary negotiation tactic. It wasn't like a legitimate thing because the Michigan cannot give him immunity from the NCAA. It's like not possible. Like if the NCAA wants you gone, they have to like, you're gone. Like it's just kind of the way the NCAA works. So when I saw that, I was like, Oh, okay. Like, yeah, this is, he's gone. He's leaving. Yeah. Um, For those who are worried about the Falcons, they seem to be all in on Bill Belichick. Mm -hmm. Um, That has kind of sounded like from the jump that, uh, they have been all eyes there. Um, I think the Jim Harbaugh interview was just one-on-one with Arthur Blank and very short yep. is is what I think was being speculated online. So it felt like just kind of a, hey, Chargers, by the way, like I can go interview elsewhere too if you don't like hurry this thing up kind of deal. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you tell me I can go fly somewhere else, meet with one guy for an hour and make another million dollars. <laughs> first of all, that sounds really weird now that I'm saying it, but I mean... <laughs> forget it <laughs> that, yeah. that that nose dove so fast <laughs> take your money back some guy yeah take it back it's okay um oh that's an interesting question i don't know about this if anybody else in the chat knows about it um would the chargers or harbaugh have to pay the buyout to michigan i i don't know how a buyout works from going college to the nfl but I've seen in the past where a college coach will leave to a different program and the program that inherits the coach will kind of come to like an agreement that they'll pay some of the buyout to the previous college. I don't know if that happens for an NFL team though. That's a really great question. I'll have to dig around and ask about that. If anybody in the chat knows, feel free to uh, let us know. Yeah, I do not know. Okay. NSN said that the Eagles paid Chip Kelly's buyout at Oregon. So, hmm. probably. And you got to pay the staff that he wants, which could be expensive, but whatever. Like, if you're all in on Harbaugh, you're all in on everything yeah. that it's involved with. And, and Dodds, I don't know how much, like, how, I don't know how competitive GM, you know, contracts are, but Dodds is certainly one of the best ones. So, yeah, uh, that would be ex- more expensive too. And they'll have to pay Jesse Minter if they want Jesse Minter. So, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll get to some uh, other the other two super chats here. Uh, Joe Cruz said Tyler's mom fifty bucks this week now. Tyler- I, I hope my mom sees this. I swear she's just gonna buy the apartment. She's competitive. Building. She'll buy the apartment building that I live in <laughs> to prove a point. So not that she can't do that, but I mean, like she'll just do it to prove a point. Yeah, she's <laughs> but, no, competitive. I, I appreciate. I appreciate. She is very competitive. I appreciate that. Very lucky on prize picks. Yes. 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 Uh, and then Burley as well. He says, I'm 99% certain it's Jim that we hire. I know this isn't $500, but keep it great <laughs> guys. Most excitement this fan base has had in a while. Uh, sincerely appreciate it. You know, any super chat that anybody gives is very welcomed here. Um, the support that Tyler and I have received, you know, throughout our uh, tenure process doing the show has been a lot of fun. There's certainly some trolls out there, but, uh, you know, it comes with the territory. But for the most part, you know, talking with you guys and and everything like that has been very positive, very well worth the while. And uh, so we thank anybody for any super chat that is given. Yeah, no, seriously, anything. And it really does not matter. The actual showing of like financial support, not that it's required, but it truly does mean a lot. It does allow us to like go travel to Vegas to cover the draft or allows us to do certain things, upgrade a mic, um, stuff like that. Not that that's all. And, you know, eat. You know, eating's good. Um, paying rent is good. Those things are, are definitely important. I, I don't know. I truly, honestly, do not know if I would have pursued pursued a teaching profession if I did not have this and your guys' support. 
So I get to do something that I love as my nine to five. And then I get to come home and also do something that I love as a paid hobby. Like it's pretty freaking cool. And I really appreciate it. Like this, the comments, the likes, the retweets, the conversations, the hellos at training camp, all that. You guys are the reason we have, we had any shot of being on the Chargers YouTube channel. Like it's not because I'm fucking funny or something, you know, it's because you guys are truly supportive of us and it's because I'm funny. Fine. But I really appreciate, like we really do appreciate your support because we would not be living a dream without you guys. So uh, sincerely does not matter what your contribution has been financially comments, you name it. I really appreciate it. And Ohio state's hiring Bill O'Brien. Interesting. I think Ryan Day calls plays, but interesting. Man, he must be down bad if that's that's the case. But no, uh, Tyler, Tyler's for real. You know, when we started this podcast, I was doing my master's in school counseling. I was not working because I had to do full time master's stuff for counseling. So um, the podcast was kind of my other job. So um, all the all of the support is is sincerely appreciated. Um, if you want to keep supporting the show as well as potentially earning yourself some money, uh, you can go check out Prize Picks. Uh, they we have a deal with Prize Picks all the way through the Super Bowl. Um, it's the easiest way to partake in daily fantasy. Um, I've always said this, but I love doing the various sport specials, whether that's NBA and college basketball or NFL and NBA. Um, whatever your heart desires, they have a ton of cool specials on there. If you're strictly an NBA daily fantasy person, it's for you. If you like to mix and match, it's for you. Um, we've had a ton of fun with it. Tyler's mom has had a ton, ton of fun with it. So um, please go check it out. It helps support the show as well as your own financial status as well. Um, so go check out prizepicks.com slash guilty. Use the code guilty for a deposit match up to $100 on your first deposit. Um, it really does continue to help grow the show. Yeah, and it's a ton of fun. You get to watch it and agonize over it a bit, but it is inevitably pretty fun. It's 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 truly fun. And it, it adds an element to watching the game that my parents and I, if we watched it together, we were talking about, you know, first <laughs> half, second half, fourth quarter, yeah. that sort of stuff. Like it's, and you can start with as little as $5. It's actually, it's truly a blast. Like my, my parents, my mom specifically, I think is now more of a football junkie than I am because of stuff like price picks. It's a blast. Yeah. hundred percent. So again, uh, pricepicks.com slash guilty code guilty at checkout. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, Chargers fans, make Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL part of your game day experience this Sunday. We all know how well football and pizza go together. It's just like Keenan and Allen, Justin Herbert on game day. Make sure you order online during our Pizza Pizza pregame one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs plus all day Sunday, and get ready for some football and fun. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Either way, you win. My personal favorite is the pepperoni and green pepper combination with the dynamite crazy red with the dipping sauce. It's my favorite game day experience to go to for food on Sunday afternoons. Speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or in-store pizza porta pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during game day. Bolt up. Um, all right, some other very surprising news today. Uh, the Chargers interviewed Mike Rabel. Um, that interview has happened. Um, it was kind of a, a you know speculated as a lengthy interview process as well today. So this is this was kind of a wild card because like we just talked about all for the last half hour, it's kind of Harbaugh, 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 and then today out of nowhere, Mike Rabel, and they're the first team to interview Mike Rabel. So this is. This is really interesting that they pulled this out. There's some potential leverage against Jim Harbaugh while also conducting a legitimate interview with, in my opinion, the second best candidate on the cycle. Uh, Tyler, your thoughts as we react to the Mike Vrabel interview. Awesome. And good that they're the first ones again. Again, the Chargers are taking this process and going, great, you're available. Let's do this. Oh, are they the first ones to interview him? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a surprise. I, I figured there would have been something else by then, but no, great, great to hear that they have this lined up. It's amazing that if Harbaugh doesn't work out, even if everyone's hopes and dreams of Harbaugh does not work out, the Chargers could still hire a great coach. Yeah. And a great NFL coach that has been in the NFL very recently. And, you know, I could argue that there is something to the fact that he has been in the NFL recently and they have had very much success. Um, as an offense under him, at least at the beginning part of his tenure with the Titans. So I, I'm stoked. I think it's a great candidate, obviously. I, I still toss it in turn between like Vrabel and Johnson as that second option. There's definitely, you know, benefits to both. But the, like the, the Chargers are interviewing another great head coach candidate. And you, I wouldn't feel one bit of bad if the Chargers hired him. Of course, we have preferences. There's a one, two, and a three, and a four, and so on. But Vrabel's a heck of a candidate, and and not that this is like the same thing, but like a number one in most cycles, like a Malik Neighbors or something in, in many different drafts. Like Vrabel, last cycle, the previous cycle, probably would have been the number one guy. Of course, it's, I guess it's a little bit different given where he was at the time, but yeah, yeah, a, a great, great coach. So I would absolutely be all for it. Yeah, I think for me, I view Harbaugh and Rabel in a very similar vein as I view Ian Cunningham and Ed Dodds. I, I don't think you can go wrong either way. Um, people have kind of pointed to like the last two seasons of, of Mike Rabel's tenure in Tennessee as, as reasons to maybe doubt him and things like that. But I think it's important to contextualize what happened last year, specifically in 2022, 
the Tennessee Titans were seven and three after week 11. They were a top three seed in the AFC. They were trending towards another division title. Ryan Tannehill was humming. Derrick Henry was humming. Um, and then Ryan Tannehill had a high ankle sprain and missed some games. And they had to start Malik Willis, who like objectively could barely play football. And then they lost the rest of their game. So it's really more so like the last year and a half, the, the first half of the 2022 season, they were like objectively a very, very good football team. They looked like they were going to be very competitive again. And this is a guy who has consistently been in the top five in game management. This is a guy who's consistently been in the top five in terms of like culture and and attitude and everything that he does on the football field. You know, he he's one of the best head coaches in the league. And I was genuinely shocked that the Titans fired him over some little petty stuff that he said about the New England Patriots and how the owner didn't like that. Um, but he's he's a great head coaching candidate. And I am I would be floored if he does not land a head coaching gig this this cycle because to me he's somebody that is right there with Jim Harbaugh as the best candidate in the cycle. And I think you look at the potential staff that he could put together. You know, we've talked a little bit about it, but specifically on defense, like that defense would have such a strong identity. And and obviously they don't have a guy like Jeffrey, Jeffrey Simmons and things like that, but that's what the draft is for. That's what free agency is for. They can supplement that. Just like the culture and the attitude that the Titans always played with. And then he would he's never had a quarterback like Justin Herbert. And the way that he would be able to support Justin Herbert with a run game, with the defense, with you know the culture and everything like that, I would just love to see it. Somebody pointed out earlier, uh, Mike Vrabel coached him in the Pro Bowl, so like there's maybe some kind of relationship there. But I would be a huge fan of this hire. I would be a huge fan of Jim Harbaugh. But if Mike Vrabel is your second choice, I think you're doing pretty good in this cycle. Yeah, if if he were an offensive coach, even if he's an off, former offensive lineman or something instead of being or excuse me no he was a linebacker in the nfl right Yeah, he was like a linebacker edge rusher type okay just almost like yeah okay if that were the case i honestly would have him over jim harbaugh if he were an offensive side of the ball guy and that was more his thing i'd have him over harbaugh because he's he's jim harbaugh hasn't been in the nfl since 2014 rabel has coached a very competitive titans team very recently and like you said there was just that fall off after injury and they trade aj brown and they yeah. don't work out the quarterback and then they kind of find the quarterback and it's like okay cool here we go let's trade away some pieces and, and get ready and then we're gonna fire Vrabel. like i don't really understand the whole end of that tenure but fine thank you that's the chargers benefit so far so yeah i i, I very much so like Vrabel. would not be unhappy with that at all i don't believe they won as instantly as harbaugh did with the 49ers but they didn't reach the AFC Championship. I think they beat the Patriots and the Ravens at Foxborough, at Baltimore to get there. I yeah. think they ended up losing to the Chiefs. So, heck of a competitive guy, heck of a competitive team. I'd be all for it. I think even this year when they're doing the whole competitive rebuild thing and the roster is essentially like Derrick Henry, DeAndre Hopkins, Jeffrey Simmons, Danico Autry. Like, it, it's a bare-bones roster because they're trying to, like, balance the whole thing. And that's probably why, you know, they're... Uh, the relationship ended, but you look at what they did. I know it's like tricky to pull from different games, but the way that they ended the season against the Jacksonville Jaguars and like having the ability to, you know, keep the Jaguars out of the playoffs. And they, they like worked the Jaguars that game. 
the way that he was able to coach and game manage against Mike McDaniel in Miami to get that win was super, super impressive. Like Mike Vrabel checks a ton of boxes off. I think obviously you would have to kind of workshop the structure of like roster management and, and, and a player personnel addition, but this is a great GM cycle to do that. And I think of like what Ian Cunningham and Mike Vrabel could be, or like what even Jeff King and Mike Vrabel could be like, you want to reshape the culture, get a former blocking tight end and a linebacker in charge of the chargers. And like, just like bully ball this thing. And I think it would be so much fun to see, you know, this kind of coach. And I think Jim Barbara is this kind of coach. Like, the, the culture that these two men could build with the Chargers would be objectively the direction that I would want them to go and just physical brawler type. And then, oh, by the way, we have Justin Herbert. So it just would be a ton of fun to see. I think Mike Vrabel is being sold short online because of what happened this year and the telling of last year. But this is a guy who went to the AFC championship with, you know, Ryan Tannehill as a quarterback. Like the, the idea of having Justin Herbert with Mike Vrabel would be a ton of fun. Yeah, the end of this year might not have been great. And it wasn't like a great one, but it's, it's not like Harbaugh went out, won the Super Bowl, and then went to Michigan. You know, yeah. they, they were third in their division. I think they were eight and eight back when you actually had 16 games. And that was a thing. Um, so, yeah, I've, I, I'd be all for it. I, I think that he's just a phenomenal coach. I think he brings exactly what the Chargers would need. And I, I do kind of like that he's not that it particularly matters, but we're looking for a coach to command a room. And I think that could certainly be Ben Johnson or any of the other first-time coordinators. And you don't need to be, you know, a big former player and, and a presence to have to do that. Right. But he is that, and that's what he can do. He can command a room. You immediately know walking up to the podium, I'm gonna be horrified if I have to ask him a question because he's like <laughs> an enormous giant human being. But hey, I'll ask him the question if we get a chance to. Yeah, there's a there was a clip uh, going around today after the interview of him on Bussin' with the Boys, uh, Taylor Luan and and uh, Will Compton do their podcast for Barca Sports. And Mike Vrabel was like, he wanted to punch Will Compton in the face. Like, he wanted to wrestle. And, and Will Compton's like, do you want headgear? Do you want mats? He's like, I don't fucking care. Like, I'm going to kick your ass right here. That's just the kind of attitude that Mike Vrabel has. And I love that. I think it would be fantastic to see the Chargers get into that kind of uh mindset as opposed to what's you know happened in the last few years i like kevin's slip up he says we should run the the beer option he didn't mean that <laughs> but i think that's that's fine <laughs> that'd be fun too that's good that's a good one um yeah man so exciting times the chargers are going to wrap up their head coaching search we'll kind of wrap up our show here um they're going to interview dan quinn tomorrow We'll see what happens there. And then Ben Johnson is going to be interviewed on Saturday. Um, we still have not heard a specific time for Raheem Morris or Aaron Glenn. Those are kind of the last two candidates that they have uh, formal requests out for. Um, and then Monday, we'll see what happens. But that is officially, if they want to, they could hire. I mean, they could hire a coach at any point, right? But if they want to do any of these other interviews in person, Monday would be that that day that they can get that done. Um, and then, yeah, we'll see what happens. This should be, you know, going to be an exciting weekend watching divisional round of football and potentially uh, getting the new head coach and GM hired. So uh, buckle up, Chargers fans. I ain't sleeping. You're not sleeping. None <laughs> of us are sleeping. I genuinely have waited to like 9.01 p.m. to make sure I don't hit any random like Eastern news drop and then wake up at like five o'clock and just like yeah. stare at my phone. Yep. To make sure I don't miss something. So it'll probably be really random. We'll probably be really busy. 
for some reason in the 2022 season when Mike Williams got his thing and they traded for Mac. I was like at the park with my dog, (laughs) which is a nice thing to do, I guess. I should go outside and touch grass. Yeah. But no, I'll I'll be glued to my phone for sure. Uh, Before we head out, I want to make sure I get to these super chats. Yeah. One from Richie Farley for Tyler. Who would you want for GM between Dodds and Cunningham? Overall GM, I'd say Cunningham. He's my number two with Dodds, my number three. But to me, if the coach is Harbaugh, it is the person that he feels most comfortable with, which is a bit of a cop-out answer. I don't necessarily know that's Dodds. Either one could work. He's literally worked with Dodds. Cunningham by way of his brother. I'm I'm cool with either. You, I, really, I'm cool with either. But if, you had, if I had to pick, just blanket for any coach, Cunningham. And then second one from Lorenzo Baltazar here. I gave y'all a shout out after the playoff loss. I appreciate you guys' dedication to the podcast and engagement on Twitter. Bolt up. Yeah, I appreciate that. Lorenzo's been uh, in here for all of our, all of the unfortunate episodes, um, you know, after, you know, firings and lo- big losses and things like that. So I always appreciate him to uh, jump in here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Tyler, Tyler is flip-flop for me. You know, I have Dodds two, Cunningham three, like I said, but objectively two great candidates you know Dodds and Cunningham both have a lot of fans around the league um it'll be interesting to see if both of them can secure jobs if the Raiders don't choose Dodds so um we'll see what happens there from from what we can tell I think Dodds is kind of interested in both so the hopefully the Raiders keep their hands off but if they do uh Ian Cunningham's right there um, to your point, though, I was literally in an IEP meeting this mm-hmm. afternoon when the Mike Vrabel thing dropped and everybody was blowing up my phone and the notifications. <laughs> and I like I have my smartwatch, right? I'm like, keep on looking at my watch. And uh, the person doing the IP got mad at me because I was checking my watch. And I was like, I'm sorry. I, got, I feel a vibration. I got to look. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it was funny, though. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, we uh, yeah, today it was like, oh, Vrabel and Ben Johnson and Shaw. And my phone was just like. I'm like, please get to lunch. Just get to lunch. Just get to lunch. <laughs> I'll check it when I get to lunch. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, made it work. There's, there's a five-minute passing period, and boy, that is a busy passing period for me. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy day of coaching news, man. This is really where things started to ramp up last year. Um, and then Sunday night, I believe, is when they – or not last year, last cycle. And then Sunday night, I think, is when they officially you know announced Staley. So uh, should be a fun 72 hours over here in uh, Chargers fandom. Yeah, should be fun, man. Appreciate everyone for being here and, and just listening to us talk about the same three head coaches for four <laughs> weeks. Love you guys. Yeah, it's been a ton of fun covering the search. Um, first time the Chargers have done a GM search, so that's been a new thing, learning about like who is where. I still can't figure out how Brandon Brown is connected to Jim Harbaugh. So Albert Breer, like, I don't know. Like, there's it, got to be something behind the scenes. But uh, it's been a it's been fun watching all the different videos about all these GM candidates. The Dodd story that Tyler showed is is still one of the funniest ones out there. Um, so this is a it's been a fun cycle to cover for sure. I'm just trying to figure out what this emoji is. What am I looking at here? Is this a? I think it's a nail biting. I think it's uh, I think it's nail biting, oh. like anxiety kind of thing. I've never seen that. It is a nail biter one. Oh, okay. Yeah, thanks, Kelly. But I've never seen that one. That must be. I don't recognize that. That must be an Android thing. Oh, Android losers. Who would have one of those? <laughs> Not a sponsor, but happy to take one. Yeah, nail biter. Okay, I was right. All right. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh, that's an interesting one. Now we're getting into emoji stuff. Is this how we're ending the show? Just like <laughs> random emotes that I've never seen before? Are we going to rate them? Are we going to rate them? 
All um, right. Uh, let's end here. Uh, Thomas Martinez, how did we get here so fast? Pure devastation from this this season to uncontrollable excitement and hope. Uh, scale of 1 to 10, everybody in the chat, how excited are you for this head coaching search to come to an end? 10 being the most excited. Ready, go. Ooh. With all these emojis. Thank you, everyone, for whatever the heck I'm looking at here. Thank you. I, I appreciate everyone's ability to to participate here. I'm I'm a 10 for the top three candidates, honestly. Maybe there's a ranking, but fine. I'm a, I'm a 10 for all three candidates. I'm a two for if they don't pick Jim Harbaugh and I got to deal with Chargers Twitter for like <laughs> three months, dude. <laughs> Respectfully, and it's not a lot of you guys, but there's some of some people who just, they're going to, again, I'm seeing renouncements of fandom prepared in case they don't get Harbaugh, yeah. so. 10.5. I think that's fair. 10.5. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I, Jim Harbaugh, Mike Rabel, Ben Johnson. I'm stoked for, for any of those three. Um, less stoked about the other guys, but still some good candidates out there. This one doesn't show up as an emoji, but it says person turquoise wizard wand. And I think that's just hilarious that it says person turquoise wizard wand. <laughs> what, uh, what brand is brand of phone is he using? I don't know. All right, you guys, uh, that's going to do it for us today. Appreciate you for uh, tuning in. Uh, it's been a great chat today for sure. A lot of This is one of the crazier days of Chargers news I can ever remember in terms of coaching search and GM search. So uh, it's been a ton of fun to cover. We will hopefully be talking about the hirings next week. Uh, so let's uh, all pray for some good vibes in that regard that the hiring process does come to an end before we podcast next time. Um, but uh, we'll have you covered either way. Should be a lot of fun. We've got a ton of quality plans for the content for the off season coming up. Um, lots of fun guests and things like that, segments and all that good stuff that we're going to get to. So uh, this is just the beginning. We appreciate you guys. Juan Cruz, I appreciate the super chat. Jim or bust. I get it. Jim Harbaugh's a great candidate, but uh, I think there are other ones out there as well. All right, guys, that's going to do it. Appreciate it. Bolt up. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.